Thank you, Brother Baxter. Good evening, friends. I'm happy to be here tonight to speak to you of our Lord Jesus Christ and his great love to you all and what's shed abroad in our hearts today by the Holy Spirit. And now we are very thankful for the meeting it has been this week and what our Lord has did in our in the midst of us all, as we are all witnesses of his resurrected being among us. He, and now as we go from here to Minneapolis to begin Tuesday, you people in a roundabout would be glad to have you at any of the meetings. Soon as God lets us give us the railway, we're going to back to South Africa, India, Palestine, and through that part of the country. I'm soliciting your prayers tonight for us as we work as God's husbandmen in the vineyard of our Lord. We'd be very happy to know that you're praying for us, and I, I believe you will. And now, <clears throat> I just wish while they're setting the up, the cameras up or whatever they're fixing to do, I, I want to thank, take this opportunity to thank the cooperating pastors that's cooperated in this meeting, all of you, from all different churches. We thank you from the depths of our heart. May the Lord Jesus continue to bless you and give you great blessings from his throne. And I want to thank all the ushers that had a part to do in this meeting, to all the people who gave, to those who have been so generous to us to help us. We thank you for it. And you'll have to bear us record that we do not beg for money. We just try to carry it on the basis where our Lord would have us do it. We thank you. May God bless you richly for all that you have done. To the best of our knowledge, we'll give it to the outgoing of the gospel. And now I want to thank the Kellogg people and ever who was in in bringing us here to this church or to this auditorium. I say you've been very, very nice, and I, the Lord God bless the Kellogg Company for their kindness to us, and one, a person which is always unseen, but the operator of this microphone who sits back here nightly. I've been in many auditoriums and found people who, sometimes custodians and so forth, were very critical. But the first night here, I caught me, you understand. Very fine man. I, the Lord bless you, my friend. And I pray that he will be kind and near to you all, as I believe we're at nearing the coming of our Lord Jesus the second time in glory to catch away his waiting bride. Now, I trust tonight that everyone here will be ready at that time. Not only that, but you will become missionaries around home that will go out and help and bring others to the fold. Jesus Christ be with you all. Now, I want to read just a few moments now. I wish to read a scripture, and then at that, of course, the people are getting ready for some more pictures. This is found in Luke the fourth chapter, and beginning with the thirty-eighth verse. And he arose and went out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house, and Simon's wife's mother 
taken with a great fever, and they brought him, besought him for her, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Now when the sun was set, all they that had sickness, divers diseases, brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Devils and devils also came out crying, out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. Look what a difference. The minister said, You are a devil. The devil said, You are Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuked them and suffered them not to speak, for they knew he was Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came to him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. Over in the book of, of John, we have another striking instant of Jesus in the 14th chapter and the 12th verse. He said, The things that I do shall you also, and greater things, and this shall you do, for I go to my Father. As Christian believers, we believe that is the truth, because Jesus Christ said so. Is that the basis you put your faith on? Jesus said. Now, how many here for the first time and never was in one of the meetings before? Let's see your hands. Never been in one of my meetings before. Let's see your hands. Oh, there's many newcomers. Well, Christian friends, and uh, you sinner friends, also, uh, the meeting may be just a little peculiar uh, to you. I do not claim to be able to heal anyone in any manner. I have never made a claim of that way. And it's to my humble belief that healing isn't committed to man. It was committed to Jesus Christ. And on Calvary or in Pilate's judgment hall, he was wounded for our transgression, and he was striped for our healing according to the Scriptures. And there's where the supreme sacrifice was paid at Calvary, and all we can do is to point people to that place. Now, in the ministry, I wouldn't have time because it's getting late to go over and explain it to you, but that you might know this. I'd just like to test out Christian faith just in this manner, the psychic manner, just for a moment. We all know that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I believe even sinners have some conception of that, don't you? Raised here in America where there's so much radio and so forth believes that he was the Son of God. Now, whether you've accepted him as your Savior, I don't know. If you have, you become a Christian. Outside of that, well, you, of course, you would not be. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it's sin. Now, but Jesus Christ did not claim to heal anyone. Very much to the contrary, 
He said, I heal no one, and I do nothing until the Father shows me what to do. How many Christians are conscious that that's true, that Jesus said that? Now, that is found in St. John 5, when he passed by the pool of Bethesda, and there laid the crippled and the spastic and the twisted people, and he walked right by every one of them, yet full of compassion, walked over to a man that had maybe pneumonia, diabetes, or something like that, TB, and he healed that man and knew, watch, the Bible said he knew he had been this way a long time, 38 years. And he asked him, could, would you be made whole? He said, I have no one to put me in the water while I'm coming. See, he could walk. He wasn't crippled. Neither was he blind. He said, while I'm coming, someone steps down before me. In other words, there's younger people there who could get in, and the angel only healed one, then returned back to the glory and waited for another season. What that season was determined, of course, I do not know. Might have been a month, might have been six months, but great multitudes, thousands and thousands of people waited for the moving of the water. Now, of course, people in them days, as they would be today, they said, that's just psychology. But many people believe that it was an angel. The Bible said that it was an angel. I believe it then, don't you? The Bible said it was an angel went out and troubled the water. Now, troubled water, if anyone living near these lakes and things know that it's a chop water, the current going one way and the wind another, which chops the water. And probably thinking on the bend there in the, by the sheep market when the wind's caught it certain ways. But whether it was wind or whatever it was, God said in his Bible that it was an angel. I believe it. And now Jesus passing through there, the Son of God, full of love, full of compassion, passing by the crippled and afflicted and blind people, yet he healed them many times, but passed right by and healed one man that had an infirmity, not the affliction, an infirmity, for 38 years. Then the Jews questioned him, and here's what he said. They found the man packing his bed on the Sabbath day, and they questioned Jesus. Now remember, St. John 5, 19 and 20. Here's what he said. Listen close now. The Son can do nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son also. For whatsoever things the Father doeth, he showeth the Son, and he'll show you greater things than this, that ye may marvel. Is that right? Then uh, let's just stop on that scripture, which we can take it through the Bible, through the prophets, through the ages. And there never was any person did anything without God first showing. The prophet Elijah on the Mount Carmel looked like he just went up there and got angry with the people and called down fire. Oh, no. When he got it all laid in order, he said, Lord, I've done this at your word. Is that right? Everywhere it was something God showed, and it must be perfect, for God says so. Now, if Jesus done nothing, now why didn't he heal that crippled man or the twisted man or the lame man or the halt man? It's because the Father had not showed him. Is that right? Do you believe that's the reason? And he only healed what the Father showed him. Then if he said a little while, and the world see me no more, yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Is that right? Hebrews 13, 8 said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. The same. Same in love, same in power, same in compassion, compassion, same in works, same in signs, same in wonders. You believe that? Well, they say he died. Yes, that's right. But he rose again. And he appeared back, the same lovely Jesus. You believe that? Now, he sits at the right hand of the Father tonight, God Almighty, to make as a high priest to act in our stead. You believe that? To make intercessions upon our confession. Is that right? Hebrews 3, 1. He is the high priest of our confession. Whatever we confess that he has done, first we have to believe it, then we confess it. He's sitting before the Father to make that right. Is that true? Uh, if it's a fundamentalist here, that's as sound as I know the Scripture. All right. Then he said, I'll pray the Father. He'll send you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He will abide with you forever. He'll not testify himself, but he'll testify of me. Whatever he sees, that he'll do. And he'll show you things that is to come. Is that right? Now, the world may take the word and scrum it all up in these theological seminaries and and teach this and philosophy and so forth and psychology and theory and, and so forth. They might do that. But yet one thing sure, we have the Holy Spirit as a divine witness. And if that is truly the Holy Spirit, then it bears record of Christ, for it is Christ in spirit form. Yet a little while the world sees me no more, but you'll see me, for I'll be with you even in you making him the same here on earth in spirit form until the end of the age. You get it now? I have to take my time sort of really soak in good. Now let's watch. Then, by their fruits ye shall know them. Now, if any man be Christ, he be a new creature. Then God has set in the church different things. Now, man can testify of anything. But until God confirms that and says it's so, it isn't so, uh, you've got a right to disbelieve it. Until God vindicates that it's the truth, then you have no more right to disbelieve God. Is that right? Now, it was a while, some time ago, I knew nothing about you people. When I was born, this light, angel of the Lord, which they have the picture of, I'm sorry we don't have any tonight. We haven't had them for some time. They're copyrighted so tight. We have to pay the same price to get them that you would get. Usually we just tell you where to go get them. You can ask at the desk and they'll tell you. Where it's copyrighted, yonder, the American Photographer Association has it, the FBI, the Everything, all the scientists has chased it through the very best we have. George J. Lacey. And there's his signed statement that it's the first time in all the world's history that could be scientifically proven that there was a supernatural being, that same angel of God that's right here you see nightly moving. There it is on picture. Mr. Lacey said the mechanical eye of this camera, Reverend Branham, won't take psychology. He said, the light struck the lens, and it's a leaping, flaming, emerald fire, a burning. Many times it comes right into the meeting. You can see it thousands times, thousands have seen it at a time. Recently, when I was baptizing on the river at Jeffersonville, when all the local newspapers packed it, two o'clock in the afternoon, when I was praying, 
Here it come right down out of the heavens, right at two o'clock in the evening, June, or in the afternoon, rather, in June, about the middle of June, hung right over where I was, and a voice from it saying, as John the Baptist was sent to warn the people of the first coming of Christ, so is this message to warn the people of the second coming, right back up into the heavens when people screamed, fainted. What is it? God getting the church ready. You don't need no new doctrine. You don't need no new theories. You need real, true heart to Almighty God to believe on God and His Son, Christ Jesus. Have fellowship with everybody, all the Christians, by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice. Now, those things are seen and proven. God said in Hebrews or the... Paul or whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 2, said, God testifies of his gifts. They're true. Now, tonight I'm waiting to see when they finish your picture. Beg your pardon? All finished. Thank you, Brother Baxter. Just a little story now, about five, ten minutes. I know it's warm. My, but listen, friends. If we're not right with God, we, we want to get right now. See, this is the time. Look, I love you, everyone. I'll be glad to... I used to say to people, I'd come no matter how dark the night is, but when you get into the millions, then you can't say that. I'll pray for you anytime I can. God be with you. My prayers is for you. And as a Christian brother to you, I say with my heart, with the sincerity and the warmest of Christian love, Brother just said they're taking a love offering from me a while ago. That love offering, what doesn't go just for my initial food and stuff, will go right to the missionary uh, uh, offering. We're trying to build up enough to get back in there where we had 100,000 conversions in six weeks. 30,000 in one day. Think of it. Heathens. Raw heathens and, and Mohammedans. 30,000 in one day. That's wonderful, isn't it? Now, you can't blame me for wanting to go back. The first time they see the power of God go out there to a heathen that don't even know nothing about him, can't even speak his language, and maybe many interpreters stand here, they see what he is, a bazooka, a shungai, whatever, and they start speaking, telling him all about his life and where he come from, what he did, and things like that, they just scream and fall on their face. God. Paul knew years ago it takes a miracle to convert a heathen. Jesus Christ always noted. Recently, when we was talking to a missionary from India where God has told me to go to, where I'll have a crowd of 300,000 people in one meeting, notice, in that same man, he said, there's only one thing, Brother Branham, that'll ever stir the people of India from those Mohammedans and idolaters and so forth. It'll take the real power of God. Or demons, when they rise up, the power of God there is to let them down. Be sure you know what you're talking of. How many read the book of that maniac down there when you're right on the platform here at Portland, Oregon? You remember? What if it wouldn't have been there then? I'd been a corpse. What about over here at Zion, Illinois, down here in Harlington, Texas, in the different places, where it's come face to face with death itself, right out in the public? There, Almighty God, set his hand down and strike them down. Be careful. 
Touch not mine anointed. Not me, no, my brother. That isn't it. The anointed one is the one that comes down from above. I'm from the earth, earthly, but he's from above, heavenly. I don't think I have time for the testimony. I just want to tell you, maybe if I try ten minutes, if you watch closely, because I want to start the prayer line right away. Brother Baxter was near at this time. It's such a... He's sitting right here just behind the curtain, and it's a... I trust Brother Bosworth is near. And now... But he, however, Brother Bosworth wasn't in his, with us up there in Sweden. When I left here, I was in, down in California, I mean in Florida one day, at Brother Bosworth's meeting, or his a meeting where this little boy was here, that little David, he called for me, come down there, he's in trouble. And I went down there, he had a little bitty tent out there, or a tent seated about 2,000 people, 2,500, something like that, a little bitty audience, and the people down there were all carrying on. And so they called and asked me if I'd come help him. Over in California one time, he just a little lad. He was over there, and he, he, I had 4,000 in my auditorium. He had auditorium seats about six or 7,000, had about 2,000 in it. He said, Brother Branham, just as a little bitty boy, said, let's swap auditorium. said, you got a crowd that would fill yours, and my crowd would just about fill yours. And I said, all right, we'll swap over. And I wanted to pay him, and he said, no, just let the difference go. said, we'll meet again. And there, when he called for me, I rushed to him, the little fella. And when we was out there on the road down on the train, the Lord God spoke to me and said, there'll be a boy that's going to be picked up on the side of a road, dead, and described how he'd look and the country he would be in and everything. And I described it there. Brother Bosworth, the first time I met him was right then. He heard it given out. I said, write it in the back of your Bible somewhere. It'll appear one of these days in this magazine. We went on. All out through the West, Brother Baxter's heard me quote it hundreds and hundreds of times and thousands of people wrote it in their Bible. No doubt people right here in this auditorium heard it, wrote, and heard of it before it come to pass. If there is, let's see your hand. What at the end? Amen. Yes, many of them are here that probably has it written in their Bible yet about how the boy looked, how he'd be dressed. Those things are perfect. They have to be. And one day while Brother Baxter and I and all of us was at we said, Helsinki, we went from there to Corpio and was up on the tower uh, singing up there, a bunch of the Finnish people. The Lord was blessing, great things was going on. On the road down, we passed by where an accident happened. A little boy, two of them hit by an American automobile, a little 35 Ford that hit one of the little boys by the chin and just swirled him across the road. The car was going 60 miles per hour and then dodged this way. And the fender striking the little fella, threw him over and hit against a tree and crushed him all down like that. And he fell. And this other little boy hit him right in the bumper, rolled him under the car like that, and the wheel kicked him way up in the air like that. His coat flew off and his shoes flew off and everything as they went up in the air where the wheel spinning underneath there and this spin like this threw the boy out into the field where it hit him. About 20 minutes later, we were there. They looked at the little fellow. Somebody picked the other little boy up. He was still breathing. And they rushed him to the hospital. And so... This other little boy was dead. They'd laid a coat over him. They went to get the father and mother. The chief man of the city, which is like equal to our mayor here, well, he was there. And they looked around. Brother Lindsay and them got out, looked at him. They come back crying. Brother Moore, because they both had little boys here in America. I had my little Billy Paul. I've been away from home for several weeks. I didn't want to see the little fella. And after a while, after getting him, we looked at the little fella. And when I seen him, I know there was something strange about that little boy. And I said, ask these interpreters here, these ministers, rather, to the interpreter, Mrs. Isaacson. She may be right here in this meeting for all I know. And I said, ask those ministers if that little boy has ever been in a prayer line. No, none of them knew him. So 
So then I said, there's something strange about the little lad. And then as I moved along, something just looked like laid their hand here. I was excited because the shock of seeing the little fellow dead. He was laying there, his little sock. The little boys over there wore a little bitty trousers up like this, like they used to here, and a real heavy ribbed stocking. And his little foot it went plumb through his sock, like his foot sticking out, his little limbs crooked up like that, his little mouth open, his eyes way back in the back of his head, and he's laying like that, and his tongue hanging out. The blood has run out of the side of his mouth, and there the little fellow lay, and his little kind of boyish-looking haircut, little crock, we call it down in the south, little crock haircut like the fins, very typical. And I looked at the little lad, and I thought, there's something about that lad. I started to move on, and he spoke again. And I looked around again. There was six to take him up. He was going to try to get him out. And I happened to look, and I said, oh, there he is. I said, I remember that lad. I said, Brother Moore, look back here in the back of your Bible. And Brother Lindsay, what was wrote in there? You remember that vision I told you in America of a little boy going to be raised from the dead? Yes. I said, look, and they looked in the back of their Bible, and there it was, just exactly. The boy was a little poorly dressed boy, about eight years old. Brother Bosworth, you near. You remember that night a little boy drowned down there in Florida, and they took me out to see if that was him. Brother Bosworth, if you're here, raise your hand somewhere. If I, I'd just like to see if, you, if you're here in the vindication. Yes, there he is up there. All right, you remember now, when he, a little boy, they tucked me out, and I said, that's not the little boy. He's about five years old and black-headed. This little boy's got brown hair, real big brown eyes, set, and like that. And I said, he's going to be all mashed up. And I said, it seems like it must have been a car accident. And then look at this place here. I said, this was a rocky country where rocks was lapped around one another, great big tall evergreen trees. And there's none of that here. And that was just the irrigation ditch where the little lad was drowned down there. So when I seen this lad, I knew that was the boy. And... You don't never know how you feel then. Now, there was a boy dead, been dead for quite a while. But the Lord, almost two years before it happened, had spoke his word that the boy would be there in that kind of a place, and that would be the boy. Oh, my friend, you'll never know how it feels. Walk there, then you know exactly where you're at. I said, all right. I knelt just exactly the way he was showed me to kneel. And I prayed. And I said, Heavenly Father, over in the lands of America, you showed this boy in a vision and showed what would take place. Now I asked you to confirm the word that thou hast spoken. And death, give back this boy his life. The little boy jumped up and said, well, not a thing wrong with him. Went on to school. Why, that shook that tree till it was, my, that night they had... I went on down. I was so shocked. He and I had taken a walk. That night when I come back, they had to put guards way down the street to get me to get to the place where it was at, where the meetings were. I'll never forget, Brother Baxter, in moving in that night, we had prayed for quite a few. And there the Lord would speak way out there to those Laplanders and tell them where they were at and what they had done and so forth like that. Around through the building, they'd just scream, throw away their crutches, get up out of their chairs. They didn't want to be prayed for. They knew the Lord was there and that's all they wanted. <laughs> And that's all they were. Well, Brother Baxter, that night after we left that place, he picked up a load of crutches and sticks and canes and things that they threw up there. He held them in his arms like this and held them up. And Brother Baxter standing right there uh, witnessing this. And then I remember that night coming in, Brother Baxter, on the road coming in, my brother was with me and he was bringing me back and forth to the church. And so he went in to tell Brother Baxter I was there, and some guards taking me through up to a little dormitory or what a little place was. And as I was going through there, 
finished behind me and fins in front of me, and they were marching, and those people stand there on the street. When it come down, here's what gets me, to see the respects of a foreigner to God, and then think the irrespect of many of our American people to the Lord. They say, holy roller, fanatic, and divine healer, and all of that. They don't realize. That's what makes hurts me. Oh, if this America could only come back to God. We're a great civilization, but we're living on back experiences, back reputations. That's right. The termites eat the foundation out from under it nearly. The only thing that'll ever save America is an old-fashioned, God-sent revival. I don't mean going through and shaking hands with the people. I mean being born again and breaking up the things and getting back in the path where we ought to be. And that I doubt we'll ever have. Now, notice because it, I'm, I'm not a, understand prophecy of the Bible. That isn't my line of work. I only understand as he tells me uh, and things. It's for personal things. That's the reason I have a, a wonderful Bible teacher here before me who places the people in everything right on God's Word. For this is God's Word. And then anything that's to the nations, to all people. Now, if there's anything personal to a people, then secondarily is prophets. See? Now, that's true. There are gifts in, this, in the church. But that night going through, there's a little girl stepped out of the girl's, a lady's restroom, and I heard something. I looked around. Now, you mothers. And she stepped out, a little Finnish girl, her little chopped up hair, or she cut it probably with a scissor, and she had a little skirt on, her little skirts hanging down, rags about that, that hanging from them, and she was on two crutches. And she had a big thing around her like this, and this one leg had no use at all. It hung free, and it was in a, a brace that run down through a shoe, and a latch was in the toe of the shoe that come back and went over her shoulder and hooked back here in this thing that went around her. And then how she walked, she'd set her two crutches out and take her little shoulder and throw that leg, and it would go out like that, and the steel braces would hold her, and she'd make her steps. I looked at that poor little thing. I, I tell you, my heart just bled. And she looked at me in her little baby blue eyes. She ducked her little head down. She thought she'd done something wrong because they'd worn. Coming down the street, they'd just stand there and the people just raise their hands and tears running down their cheeks when he just passed by. Representative of God. And the day a minister come by and said, hey, there goes that holy roller. That's the difference between Finland and America in respect of Jesus Christ. All of our songs out here is all some kind of this old jazz music and everything screaming out. You can't even go in a restaurant and eat without that stuff going on. It's a shame. I go in when I sit. I turn around and go out if I can. Get away from there. No, sir. That kind of stuff leads right down to destructions. The devil is in that thing, and it'll finally pull you into it. Shun the appearance of evil. Now you're going to think I'm a holy roller, sure enough. But I'm telling you, brother, I'm warning to keep away from all things that pertain to Satan. Now, then in there, their songs are even in minor. Everything. They trust God for everything. And the only nation that's respected us enough to pay the debt back, and even when there's in war with us, sent the check right on through. God fearing. God be merciful to Finland. Then, he is, he is. Then, when I seen that little Finn come out like that, she bowed her little head like that. I knew she wanted to come to me, but then Finn's trying to push me on. I said to them, just a minute. And I looked at her, and she looked up kind of like this to see if I went on. I stand looking at her. 
sweet little thing, about ten years old, about a little older than my little Rebecca back there, all crippled up. And I found out later she was a little war orphan. Her father and mother was killed. The, the Russians killed her father and mother, and she was just a war orphan straying about. And there, when she, I motioned for her like that, she couldn't understand nothing I said, and I couldn't understand what she'd say, so I motioned to her, and she put her little crutches out like this, she threw her little limb like that, and I just stood still. The other two officers went up there and stopped and looked back, but I stand here, and the other two standing behind me. She walked right up to where I was, and I wonder what the child's going to do. She walked real close to me, about like this, and she stopped, she had her little head down, she set her little crutches out, she got a hold of my coat like that raised it up and kissed my coat pocket, dropped it back down like that, and pulled, as a very typical little finish, she pulled her little skirt out like that and said, Kitas, that means thank you. Now, as I looked at the little thing, I looked again, God would have to respect faith like that. Just couldn't go. And I looked, and I seen a shadow above the little girl, and I seen her going walking off, just as normal. And I said, sweetheart, you're healed, honey. Jesus Christ has made you... And the pins kept pushing like that. They thought I was taking too much time with the little girl, and they supposed to sing and only believe in there and, the, and finish, and kept on. I thought, oh, God, surely someday she'll understand it. And I went on in. That night after the... Oh, they'd been called several times in the prayer card. Then I was just about ready to go, and something said to me, call again. And my, my brother got me by the coat and said, come on, come on. I said, just a minute, let's call ten more people. So I said, call for prayer card number so-and-so, oh, just then. And I said, now, oh, while you're getting ready, I'd like to have a drink. I heard something rattle, and God did it. Oh, wise providence, the next little thing on the platform is that little girl. That was her card. She had a card in her hand waiting. I didn't know where the little thing was. She'd got a card. How hard to give her a card. After even the meeting had started, he'd give her the card. And there she was next to me. Here she come hobbling towards me, the tears running down over her little blue eyes like that, hobbling to me. And I said, Sister Isaacson, repeat my words. I said, Sweetheart, you as the little girl was out there a few minutes ago. She nodded her head, yes. I said, Jesus has healed you, honey. You go over there and have someone take those braces off. You can walk all right. You're healed. And... So while they went around, I said, call the next lady, and Howard brought the next woman while the Holy Spirit was speaking. The ministers were there unlacing these things. That leg from childhood, from baby, infant, had absolutely been helpless, couldn't use it at all. And somebody got her these braces and things that she was wearing, and then some charity affair. And then, when they took the braces off... Here she come running across the platform with crutches and braces at her hands, screaming to the glory of God. Up and down a step she went just as hard as she could go. Jesus Christ had made her well. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It's grace that taught my heart to fear. It was grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. <laughs> Through many dangerous toils and snares, I have already come. It was grace that's brought me safe thus far. It's grace that'll take me through. Our Heavenly Father, 
We come to thee in the name of Jesus, our grace, the all-sufficient one, the provided Lamb of God, Jehovah Jireh, God's provided sacrifice, Jehovah Rapha, God's healing, God's all-sufficient one, the mighty one, the El Chariot, the bosom. How we thank Thee, O God, for ever sending Him to us, we poor aliens, alienated Gentiles, carried away with dumb idols 2,000 years ago, were raw heathens. We Anglo-Saxon people, cut off from God without mercy in the world, and now, by the death of Him, now we've been brought nigh to God in so much that we'll be called sons and daughters of God. Grace, it does not yet appear what we shall be in the final end, just how we'll look, but we know we'll have a body like his, for we shall see him as he is. Glorious body, without sin, without blemish, without temptation, made fashion like his own glorious body. Oh, how we groan to be clothed upon. And now, Lord, tonight, I pray for the unsaved and for those who've just been saved, for those who are way along the road. May they be blessed, Father. And now, tonight, as your humble servant tries to represent thee here in a divine gift that was given at birth, we believe foreordained before the foundation of the world, or we understand the gifts and callings without repentance. Not some man sending, not laying on of hands. For some era, for it always fails. But God, when you call, you call us to repentance, and we repent, and we fill with the Holy Spirit, then it's not man's idea, it's God's grace to us. We thank thee. And now, bless tonight. Stir faith, heal the sick. We've asked you today to give us a glorious meeting, and I pray that you'll continue to bear that before you tonight, Lord, in these next few moments as we call the sick and afflicted here to pray for them. May the Holy Spirit move all over this audience tonight and heal every sick person, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. A little lady at the organ, if she will. Billy, where you at? And now, everyone on praying grounds, raise your hands. Everybody is in favor with God. Raise your hands and say, praise the Lord. All right. Now pray for me, will you? as I pray. Now, what was it? E from what? From one to six. All right. He gave our prayer cards E a while ago in the building. I guess they're scattered or especially, I think he said these rolls right in here is the ones that I've seen a tag hanging down there, something reserved for the sick. All right. Now, prayer card E, one, two, three, four, let about the first 15 of you stand up here. That's about as many as we can stand at time. I noticed last night I called about 25 or 30, and some of the people were so tired they had to sit down before we got in. From E, one to E, 15, first, check down here, ushers and so forth, among these people here. It's a camp. Some of them are here in cots or stretchers and some in chairs. And now... Turn your card over. Look at your neighbor's card. He might be deaf and can't hear his number call. So E1, 
E2, E3, 4, 5, on up to 15, line up over here to my right, if you will. All right. Now, the rest of you, from beginning of that same number, look around to your neighbor and see where the next 15 at. And now you wait just a little bit till I get through with these. Then, if we can, we'll call for your number. Immediately after that, be ready for that time. Now, while they're lining up, I've saved the scripture here to read. Listen at the disciples speaking to Jesus in St. John 16. The disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, speakest and no proverb. Now listen. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou comest from God. Jesus answered and said unto them, Do you now? Believe? Do you now believe? I want to ask you as Jesus' disciples, and I am one of his disciples. You are one of his disciples. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, he does the same things here today as he did when he was here. Is that right? Has he proved it to you this week? If he is, say amen. Do you now believe? Then let us give away every fear, every doubt, give over to him now our hearts. Will you do that? God in heaven knows that there's not a person in this auditorium right now that I see that I recognize or know anything in the world about. You're all perfectly strangers to me. I believe this young man here has been here a couple nights or something. I don't believe I know the organist. I believe there's a little girl kind of had her hair cut down the other way. That I don't know you. All right. I know no one along the lines. There nowhere. There may be some people here who knows me, but God knows. I can't see one person now that I recognize anywhere in the building. Not a one of you. They say Mr. Bosworth's way up in the gallery there somewhere, but I, I can't even see him because it looks dark back in that way. Stand here, it looks different. From your, the light's shining on me, and that blinds it out there to where I can see back. I can see people, but not too plain. Now, if Christ is the same, which we know he is, then he can do tonight what he done when Philip came to him at the beginning of his ministry. Is that right? Philip said, could any good thing come out of Nazareth? I mean Nathaniel. Philip said, come and see. Jesus is standing in the prayer line, as he usually did, perhaps, praying for the sick. And when Philip come along to him, or Nathaniel, Jesus looked at Nathaniel coming up the prayer line, or wherever it was. He said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Is that right? Why, well, it astonished the man. In other words, if I had said tonight, I said, There's a good, truthful Christian. Why, well, he said, Whence knowest thou me, Rabbi? He said, Before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. Is that right? Now, what if Nathaniel would have said, Now, wait a minute. He's reading my mind. It's psychology or something or mental telepathy. Why, the story of it will never be written. But he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Is that right? 
Are you, have you as much faith as, faith as Nathaniel had tonight? When the woman at the well, when he asked her, go bring me a drink, she said, it's not customary for you Jews to ask sweet Samaritans. He's trying to carry a conversation with her. So not customary for you to do that. Then he said, if you knew who you were speaking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Now, I'd give you water as you don't come here to draw. She said, the well's deep. He talked to her a little bit. Then he went right straight to her trouble. He said, go get your husband. Is that right? That's where her trouble was. She said, I have none. He said, no, you got five. And the one you have now is not your husband. She said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. And she ran into the city knowing that the age was there. She just said, Messiah cometh. And she ran in and said, come see a man who told me all I ever done. Well, he didn't do that in so many words. He told her one thing, but if God could show him what one thing was, God could show him what all things are. Is that right? So she said, isn't this the Christ? And the man came out and brought him in the city. God give us some more Samaritan women tonight. They ran out to find out. And when they talked to him, they said, there's something different. That fellow don't talk like the other man. So they knew that was the Christ. They said, now, he's just talked. He's not done any miracles, but we believe that he is. Then Christ didn't do any miracles. He waited and sent Philip down there and let him have a big revival with Philip. Then right in the middle of the revival, God said, Philip, come on. The, Holy Ghost, the angel of the Lord said, Philip, come on out here in the desert a while. I want to talk to you. I hear got one man coming down for you to see. And Philip went. Is that right? How strange. Now... Billy Brinsley. Did you get all, everything? Not well, you just, Brinsley just had to line up, I guess. All right. Come, lady. Now, I'm going to ask you one thing tonight, if you will. Be real reverent. Real reverent. And as you are, don't stir around unless you have, just keep it just a minimum if you can. Now, I'm sure that all you Christians can appreciate, but Baxter, I would if you move up just a little closer so you can be in prayer, if you will. Feel a strain just now. All right. In there and pray, if you will. Uh, Brother Baxter's been with me so long. Every human being, that's the reason we take people from the platform. Every human being has a spirit. You can tell it. Wherever it is, it's, it's just pulling from everywhere. See? When he comes, I be reverent. Here stands a lady. I don't suppose I know who you lay. I guess we're strangers, are we? You were here last night for your first time. First meeting is ever in of mine. She said she was here first night. She was in a little David meeting, but she was never in my meeting. And wasn't here till last night. And tonight is on the platform. Now, the woman is perfectly a stranger to me. I never saw her in all my life. I know nothing about her. Now, God can, by his mercy, if he sends Jesus tonight to speak to that woman, Jesus can do for her just like he done the woman at the well or Philip. Is that right? Now, he can. God knows I cannot. But if, I, if that electric light was made of light... It can't light itself. It takes the current to light it. Is that right? Well, there's a light there, a window. It gives light too, but not that kind of light because it wasn't made that way. You're just as much Christian as anybody else. And we're all Christians together by faith in Christ. But we had callings for certain things. God made 
this woman to play the piano, Brother Baxter to preach the gospel. I was born as a seer. That, that kind of chokes, Brother. Would you pardon me just a moment? Let me get this to you just a minute. It's, it's just something a little wrong here somewhere. You're not getting that right. I want to ask you a question. Look this way just a moment now. Can we get this? Let's get the meeting leveled out. How many of you here? How many in here ever dreamed a dream? Let's see your hands. Dream your dream. Well, there's at least uh, two thirds of you. Now you say, well, they all no, sir. There's some people who doesn't dream at all. Is that right? Some people never dream the dream. Now, what is dreaming? Let's take it in the scientific stand. We're taught that a dream is your subconscious in action. Here is your real conscience, your first conscience. And when you go to sleep here, your subconscious comes on. Now, God can deal in dreams, but it's not too accurate. He did with Joseph and King Nebuchadnezzar and Joseph, the foster father of Jesus and so forth. He did. And many times, if there's an interpreter of dreams, dreams are all right. If they're of God, but they're not too accurate, especially in this day. Now, if we had an interpreter of dreams, it would be fine. Just like speaking with tongues, if you got an interpreter, fine. If you haven't, keep still. Now let everything be in order. Now, here is the first conscience. When you go to sleep here, you dream of something over here. You dream of something you've done back here. Then when you come back to this conscience, you remember what you dreamed about. Is that right? Many of you in yours dreamed dreams 20 years ago and still remembered. Is that right? Well, then you actually had some part of you, some makeup, was somewhere and seen something that bears yet on your mind. Is that right? That's your subconscious. Now, look. Now, a normal person dreams because when you are here, your subconscious would say it's set this far from you. Now, the man that doesn't dream, say his subconscious would be plumbed back to that wall there. He sleeps so sound that he never wakes up. Uh, noise doesn't wake him. But a person that dreams is not altogether asleep. Did you know that? A dream only lasts a second or two. But it's just between waking up and, and asleep. You're asleep. It's your subconscious in there. Now listen close so you won't miss this. Now that man can't help because he doesn't dream. Neither can you help because you do dream. Now look. God made you that way. Is that right? Now, what if I told you, dream me a dream? Could you do it? No, sir. Yet you dream dreams. But I say, dream me a dream. You can't do it. The one who puts a dream up on you has to do it. Is that right? How many understands that far what I'm talking about? Now, that's right. Now, look. Now, you begin to be germatized as your body in your great-grandfather. The germ begin to become active. Did you know that? Well, here. Uh... Levi paid tithes when he was in the loins of Abraham, his grandfather. Is that right? See? Now, if you germatize in your great-grandfather, come out to your grandfather, down to your father, then in, and that's how you become germatized for your body. But your spirit, your soul, was made up before the foundation of the world, when God made man in his image. Now... A person that cannot dream, his subconscious is there. That's God's way of doing it. The man that does dream, his subconscious is here. He can't help it. But a seer that's born to seer, his subconscious is neither back there nor here. It's right here with him. You don't go to sleep. You're wide awake and see it. Now, who understands what I mean? See? It's not laying on of hands. 
It's not in imparting spiritual gift as the arrows going across the country today. That's wrong. You believe me to be a prophet sent from God to hear my word? That's an error. No such a thing. Gifts and callings are without repentance. God ordains them. God has said in the church. See? All right. Then a seer is born in the world, and his whole makeup has come down to here that he does not go to sleep. He just breaks from one conscience to another, and God moves in on that conscience and shows a vision. Now, how many understands what I said? Now, there it is. Now, see, I can't do it. God has got to break me from this into this. I can't help because I had blue eyes. I like brown eyes, but I had blue. God give me blue eyes. I have to be satisfied with it. Whatever he makes you, that's what you are. All right. Now, be reverent. And you Christian people here tonight know how to pray. Pray for me. For this is your Lord Jesus and my Lord Jesus that we're trying to let the people see that he is here. And may by his grace he come down and vindicate that I'm telling you the truth. Will you believe it? Now, here. Come here, Miss Sister. Now, I don't know whether God will or not. If this woman can be told what is wrong with her and know it all for me and knowing it, will you believe that he is the same yesterday, day, and forever? God grant it now. Longer you talk to people, of course, more said. Just keep talking, just keeps more said. Now, I want you to come here, sister. I just want to talk to you. Now, can you hear me all over the building? You watch that for the minister, if you will. Can you hear me way up the gallery from here, way up there at the top in the balconies? Can you? Yes, good. Thank you. Thank you, brother. You're doing a good job on that. Now, all of you, even in there, be in prayer. Now, I mean, it's silent prayer. You can watch until I ask you to bow your head. Now, lady, I want you just to look at me. It's just uh, because you're human, I am a human. And we both have, well, we got to stand before God someday. We got to give an account for our lives. And now you have a human spirit. I have a human spirit because God ordained us to be that way. Now, but if there's any sickness, maybe you got something, I don't know. Maybe you got cancer. Maybe you got uh, some kind of female trouble. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, that's a disease which is the devil of the darkness. That's right. It's of darkness. It's not of light. Sickness is of darkness to kill you. God is light who brings light. Now, in here and you're conscious that something is near. You're conscious something's going on. Now, that's the angel of the law. Now, he can reveal to me what is wrong with you if he desires to. If he doesn't, I can't. But being, yes, now, now the, the lady is moving right back from me just as fast as she can go. She has, she's got something, some kind of headache trouble. And she's, uh, if something hurts her up here all the time, like a headache, scientist or something is causing it, a headache, I see her rubbing her head. Is that right, lady? That's right. Now, that, if that was right, raise up your hand so people see. Correct. Now, i never seen the lady. But I've seen a lady, she holds her head like this, and she has severe pains in her head. And another thing I noticed, now the lady leaves again. You're, you're extremely nervous, aren't you, lady? Real nervous. Uh-huh. I see you very much upset about something. Yes. Now, just, I see when something is just, Say, don't you have a loved one in the hospital? Yes, I 
a, a man, is a husband, it's your husband. husband. He's just been operated. Yes. Is that right? That's right. Is he a veteran or something in yes. some kind of a veteran hospital? Veteran. Is, is that right? And say, I see what's makes God bless her soul. You just lost a boy, haven't you? Yes. A boy is in the Navy, wasn't he? Yes. Drowned out in, is that true? That's true. God bless you, Mother. Go your headaches to cease. God has blessed you. And may he as this dear poor little war mother bless her in peace. God be merciful. Poor little thing with a heart full. Every Christian in you ought to give God thanks for that poor little mother. Her boy just recently died as a hero. I've seen a ship go up or something or another, and I've seen the mother standing above with weeping like that, a young fellow gone. Oh, friends, how can you disbelieve? He's here. He knows all things. You can't hide your life from him now. The angel of God who I speak of is right here now. All right, come here, sir. I suppose we're strangers, too. Yes. We are. Now, I, I couldn't heal you, sir, if I had to. Only thing I can do is to pray to God for you. And if God would show me what was wrong with you, well, I could tell you, if he didn't, I couldn't. Of course, you know that. I'm, I'm a, a stranger. You're aware of that. The reason I talk to you is just so the anointing gets started on swiftly so I can get to the people you understand. You should. You're a minister of the gospel. Is that right? Yes. I see you standing on the platform. You've had a nervous breakdown, haven't you? Yes. Isn't that right? That's right. Six weeks. All right. Just a minute. I see someone standing near you. It's your wife. And she's, she suffers too. And she has a gland trouble or something. Isn't that right? That's right. Now listen, is she in the audience? Yes. Isn't she kind of a a woman that's, she's got on a black hat and she's got little flowers like in front of it? Yes. And she wears glasses, doesn't she? That's right. Go put your arm around her, lay your hand on her, both of you go home, you're going to get well. In the name of the Lord. Let's say praise be to God. God's grace extended to the people. Have faith in God, and you shall see the glory of God. All right, bring the lady. You believe? Now, lady, if God will reveal the Holy Spirit here, you believe with all your heart? If God will speak what's wrong with you, you accept your healing right now? You have something wrong, you're, you do a lot of asthma, is that right? Is that right? If it is, raise up your hand. You accept your healing? Come near, Mother. Lord Jesus, seeing her poor old heart beating, knowing she wanted me to ask you, I pray that you heal her and may she go off this platform and not suffer anymore in Jesus' name. Thank you. God bless you, sister. Go believing now. All right. Uh, is this? Is that the, all right, come, sir. You believe me to be God's servant? Of course, you're wearing glasses. Anyone would know something's wrong with your eyes. Anybody with crutch or something, they would know they were crippled. Of course, I know there's something wrong with your eyes or you wouldn't have glasses. If 
But I want you to talk to me just a minute. Maybe there's something else wrong that the people can't see. Now, do you, you realize there's something going on, don't you? You know that you're in the presence of something that you've never been in the presence of before. Is that right, sir? Raise your hand if it is. No one can stand this near and know that Jesus Christ isn't standing right here at this platform. And that's true. Now you look this away, sir. That's, that won't hurt. That's the thing that anything could ever heal you. It'll be that what you feel now. Uh, yes, sir. I see you trying to get out of bed or something. There's something wrong in your back. Is that right? The main thing I want to tell you about, when I was praying for that man and his back being in condition it was, and at the same time you had a strange feeling because you suffer with arthritis. Is that right? I mean, you did suffer with arthritis. He healed you while you were sitting in the chair. Go on your road, rejoice, and you be made well. All right. Come. Do you believe all your heart? What made you jump when I said heart? You suffer with a heart trouble. Is that right? That's right. It's a, a really, it is no uh, a gas. It's absolutely uh, shows that it is. Uh, examination shows that it is enlargement of the heart. Now go on your road and Jesus Christ make you well. You want me to pray for you? I'm going to do it. Now. I wasn't reading your mind, but I know what you're thinking. Oh, God, I pray that you heal her. May this heart trouble cease in Jesus Christ's name. I ask it to go from her. God bless you, lady. Now, look, not just so this audience might know. You were thinking there of what the angel told me if he had prayed for this thing. And that you, is that right? Raise your hand up if that's right. It's not. You can call it whatever you want to. All right. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Go home and get well now. You call it mind reading if you want to. Jesus did the same thing. You believe it? He perceived their thoughts. Is that right? Well, what's mind reading? Not that little old spirit was sitting out on the corner of the devil making a mockery out of something. That's a counterfeit that the devil has, but God has the real thing. Remember that always. All right. Everyone be reverent now. Come. Little laddie boy, God bless his little heart. You want to get all that eye trouble, do you? All right, come here. Our Heavenly Father, I bless the little lad. I pray that you'll heal him and make him every whit whole. I lay hands upon him. I know if you were here, you'd lay your hands on him and he'd get well. So in a representative way, I ask for his healing in the name of Christ, the Son of God. Amen. You need healing too, brother. Lord Jesus, this poor man suffering here with this spleen, prostrate bladder, God, make him well. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Go, sir. Stop now. You can be made well. Let's say thanks be to God. Two times the day the Holy Spirit pulled me to Brother Baxter. That's one reason I had him sit there a while ago. He's sitting behind the curtain today. And when I walked in the room here to preach the gospel, there was the Holy Spirit began to move over the audience and heal. You know that call the people where they were and what they was the matter. He spoke to Brother Baxter to again. All right, come, lady. All right. Stay near. Do you believe me to be his prophet? Look this way, then. 
If God will tell me what is your trouble, will you believe me to be his prophet? Wouldn't you like to get over your diabetes? Is that right? All right, if he's here and his mercies are here, God, I pray for the blessing of God to rest upon her and may she go be healed in Jesus' name. God bless you, sister. Go now. Have faith in believe. All right. Come, sir. All right. Do you believe with all your heart? You, well, you believe that God has sent you. I, I'm just representing him, sir. You understand? There's nothing I could do to heal you. Only I would know what was wrong with you. Your life and what you've done could not be hid right now, sir. That's a divine gift. You're conscious that something's going on. You are suffering with heart trouble. You have a heart trouble. Then you have a... You have arthritis also. Is that right? All right. Do you believe if I'll pray for you now that God will make you well? All right, come here. Lord Jesus, realizing the seriousness of this case of this poor man, I pray as I push myself against him as Elijah laid on the child that was dead, I ask, Lord, that this heart trouble cease, his arthritis get well, his other troubles cease to be, and may the man live and serve you all the days of his life. In Jesus Christ's name, I bless him. Amen. God bless you, brother. Now go rejoicing, happy, and thanking God for your healing. All right, let's say thanks be to God. Come, sir. As you walk to me, I see something moving. And here's what it is. Your anemia. Your blood. And one thing, you're a nervous person, too. Not the kind that shakes and carries on, but the deep thinking kind. Is that right? You're always, as the old saying, crossing bridges before you get to them, building up things. Never happens. See, you start, you, you can't hide your life. I know you. Not, I never met you in my life. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Sir? You were at the Flint campaign. Of course, I never met you, I guess. Did, or, did I? No. I never met you. All right. You believe that he'll heal you now? Upon the basis of that, you believe his presence. You believe that what you feel right now is him? I'm not reading your mind. It's Jesus Christ standing here that knows your life. Is that right? Come to you. Lord Jesus, have mercy on the man. May he come to Calvary tonight. By faith, and may God, through the mercies of Christ, heal him just now as I bless him in Jesus Christ's name. Now, sir, as you go, go rejoicing. Go be happy. Sing songs all day long. You're that quite type of person which would hurt you a little later in your life. You go on and just start singing hymns and rejoicing, testifying of the healing. It'll lead you. God bless you, sir. All right. Come and believe. You want to get over the heart trouble, sir? Raise up your hand and say, thank God for healing me. Praise the Lord for healing me. That is go off the platform. Keep that testimony. He's bound to do it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. All right, sir. You want to get rid of the same thing, didn't you? Heart trouble? Just keep moving, saying, praise the Lord for healing me. God bless him. I pray. All right, come. Isn't it strange? You with the same thing. With, and also you're diabetic. Is that right? You want to be well? Yes. Raise up your hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right, go off, keeping that same testimony, you've got to get healed. 
You want to get over the diabetes lady? You do raise up your hand and say, Praise the Lord. Now turn around the other way, go off the platform saying, Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. How many of the rest of you want to be healed out there the same way? How many out there hasn't got a prayer card? Raise your hand. Anywhere in the building wants to be healed. I challenge you this. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, without a prayer card, without a calling to the line, to this platform, if you believe and firmly believe, I'll believe that God will manifest himself to you out there before we call anybody. Do you believe it? This lady sitting here with your hands up, an elderly-like lady, pocketbook laying on your lap. Do you believe me to be his prophet? You haven't got a prayer card, I see. You, uh, you believe with all your heart? Thank you. That's what the angel said, if you believe that it is true. Now, you look straight to me a minute. You're straight in front of me. Yes, you're suffering with a nervous condition. Is that right? A mental nervousness. Is that right? And it causes you great trouble. And you get real weak, don't you? And you, you do quite a bit of praying, trying to get over it. You were disappointed recently. Let's see, when, yes, you were disappointed in this meeting last night. If I'd have made another call, you had a prayer card last night and didn't get one tonight. Is that right? Is that true? Then raise to your feet. Jesus Christ has healed you where you're sitting. Amen. Now go. Have faith in God, dear people. Have faith in God. That little lady sitting behind her there? Yes. Shocked you, didn't it? The reason that I called you, young lady, is because that you suffer with the same thing she did. You were healed just then. You have a nervous condition. Isn't that right? No prayer card. And Is that right? All right? No prayer card. Stand up on your feet just a minute. I'll be sure there's so many calling there. Yes, you are healed. You had the same thing she had. Yours is called the menopause, starting to the change of life. Now, is that true? Raise your hand and say, praise the Lord, then. All right, go home and be well. The elderly mother sitting there, she kept crying like, that's your husband sitting next to you. You believe with all your heart? Isn't that right? You're both suffering with the same thing, hardening of the artery. Is that right? No prayer card. Raise up your hand. If you do, raise up your hand and say, praise the Lord. Go home and get well, then, in the name of the Lord Jesus. God is here. Have faith in God. Some of you sick people in your pray, look this way. Now, here he goes right across this way now. Oh, can't you see that, friend? Looks like you should. Standing right before me now is a light, and in that light stands a woman. It's her eye. It's settling. Here it is right here on the end of the row, that second row sitting there. The woman has something wrong with her eyes. She's sitting there praying. She didn't realize it. Is that right, lady? Stand up. Jesus Christ has made you whole. You sitting next to her there, what do you think about this all? You, are you sick? You want to be healed? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? You do? Stand up on your feet a minute. You believe? You should. All right, look this way. Do you believe me to be his prophet? I can't heal you, but you can't hide your life. Is that right? You are a believer of the Word. You suffer with an ulcer in your stomach. Is that right? Wave your hand. It's a peptic ulcer. 
which is caused from a nervous condition. Go on out and get your hamburger and eat it and go on home. Jesus Christ makes you well. God bless you. Have faith in God. Little lady sitting there next to him, what do you think about this all? Do you believe it to be the power of God? You do? Aren't you suffering with arthritis, aren't you? Isn't that right? Stand up on your feet. You did have it. Jesus Christ has healed you of it now. Go home and be well. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Have faith in God. What about you, there, lady? You're sitting there with dark glasses on. I guess that... No, it isn't. Well, it is your eyes in one way. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? Do you believe with all your heart? You do? Stand up on your feet just a minute, then. Look this away. No, you have dropsy. Is that right? Just wave your hand back and forth this away. All right, go home in the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive your healing. God bless you. That's right. What do you think, the man sitting next to her? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? Do you believe God will reveal to me what's wrong with you? You don't have any prayer card. All right, if you don't have any prayer card and believe that I'm God's prophet, stand up on your feet a minute. Look this away. Yes, you're suffering. You're suffering with headaches. Is that right? Migraine headaches, it bothers you all the time. Constantly pain. It's left you now, has it? Go home. You're finished with it. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Hallelujah! The almighty Jehovah God has sent his son Christ Jesus to manifest himself to the people. Tell me, he's here. You believe these things to be true? Have faith in Somebody way back in the back. You think it's anybody back there sick? Anywhere you may be. Believe God. I'm looking at you in the back. Not looking at you in the way that you think, as Peter and John said, look on us. Elisha said to Jehoshaphat, if it are to Ahab's son Jerome, if it wasn't I respected Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look at you. You know what I mean, Christians? Look back there. Have faith. I see the angel of the Lord standing in the back of the building, a light, moving around over somebody's head. I see a woman up here, right here before me. She's wearing a white blouse. She's suffering with female trouble. It settles down. It's over a woman, just about three or four rows this way, and about three or four in this way. A woman with a white blouse sitting right through here. I see it works hanging right over now. Stand up back there, lady. Right back there, about the fourth one. There you are. That's the truth. You, you had a female trouble, didn't you? You are healed. Go home in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are healed. Anywhere. Almighty God is God. I see a little girl holding up her hands. They're sick. Have faith in God. Do you believe? Can't you see something cross me up on the child? Just a minute. I see a child standing before me. Oh, it's, it's a girl, but I can't see. Something happened. Please, no pictures while Brother Branham is praying. Just a moment. Where was I at? What happened? What was it? 
Don't do that. If the angel of the Lord comes in a flash and a light, and I don't do that. Ever who is? I don't. I, I'm not calling you out, but don't do it. It shoved, knocked the vision off of me. Just a moment. It attracted my attention. Just. I just a moment. O Lord God, Creator of heavens and earth, Author of life, send thy blessings just now. We pray through Jesus. Just a moment. Be in silent prayer. It's a mix-up. I see two little girls. Here they come. There's God's grace. Oh, here it's a little girl sitting right here in front of me. She's, she's got something wrong in her throat. It's a little girl right here. Yes. Isn't that right, lady? Say, hasn't that little girl just been operated on or something other? Is that right in the throat? Is that true? And don't she ask something? I see something running from her ears. Is that right? And she has adenoids also. Is that right? Are you, you're the mother. Is that true? All right. Raise up your hand. Put your hand on the baby. In the name of Jesus Christ, go home and be well, child. Do you want to go that sign of trouble sitting there, sir? You want to get over it? That's what you had because I see you holding your head. Is that right? Stand up on your feet. Go home now and get well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Here comes that little girl again. Just a moment. Oh, here's the little girl sitting right here. That little girl has something wrong with her eyes, doesn't she? Is that right? And doesn't she have something wrong with her throat, too? Is that true? You're the mother of the child, and you have something wrong with your eyes. Is that right? Lay your hand over on her. What's making you feel that way? Christ, the Son of God, make you whole. Have faith in God. <laughs> lady saying you're diabetes. You want to get over it, lady? You believe with all your heart that Christ will make you well? All right, sir, stand up on your feet. Get over the diabetes in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have faith in God. Hey, somebody, I believe it's the lady sitting second from you there, has some bowel trouble or something, something wrong in the intestinals. You believe with all your heart? If you do, you believe, lady? Stand up on your feet. It is a bowel trouble, colitis with adhesions. Raise your hand like that if that's true. Go home and Jesus Christ make you well. Hallelujah! Sure, I see these little boys with polio and so forth. What about the lady? You have faith? You believe? Look this way, Dad. You look to me. Have her turn this way. Do you believe me as God's prophet, lady? I can't heal you. You're laying on a stretcher. But God can reveal your life to me. Do you believe it? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? You've been sick. You've had something wrong in your lungs. Pneumonia. Had a relapse of it. Stand up on your feet, take that wheel stretcher, stretch your chair, and go on home. Get well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. A challenge. 
but my Lord, who would disbelieve him? The rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright morning star, the Alpha Omega, he that it was which is and shall come, the root and offspring of David. Are you ready to be healed? Do you believe? Believest thou this? Lay your hands over on one another. Almighty God, author of life, giver of every good gift, send thy blessings, O God. Heal in the name of the Lord Jesus. And now, Father, as I stand here, the hour is getting late, my body's weak. O God, who created heavens and earth, I'm looking for you to do this now. You promised. I believe you. I've asked you today. I believe we receive what we ask for. Now may the Holy Spirit move through this audience just now and heal every person in here, Lord. May the sick be healed at this minute in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Satan, I adjure thee in the name of Christ, the Son of God, come out of every person in here. All of you that believe that you're healed in a wheelchair, on the chair's a lady up out of the stretcher, walking, glorifying God. Every one of you that believes, stand on your feet and accept your healing. That kidney trouble is healed. The back condition left you. The cancer's gone. Christ, the Son of God.